Our final question I'd like to ask every guest is, what is a Bitcoin project service that doesn't exist yet that you want and would use? It doesn't exist yet? Yeah. Damn. Man, that is a great question. I still would like to see more work done around the, the inheritance planning. Also would like to see if there's ways of, of making that fun too. Leave my grandkids like a pirate map. Have like a, I don't know, like a Bitcoin that's in, in my will that's left with something like that where they can go chase it and, and get little parts of keys. That could be, it could be like a vacation. Like you're, you're gifting them a vacation also. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I want to try to make Bitcoin tangible to my children. I wonder if there's a way for, um, I don't know, our friends at CoinKite to put together like an actual piggy bank. So how can I get a piggy bank hardware wallet where my kids can look at their Bitcoin balance growing in their little pink piggy bank? Is that, can we do that? Uh, so I, I think that would be interesting. So my kids, they play with like, they love playing with like uh, cash registers and like, you know, they got, they have like a, they have an actual piggy bank, but it's sort of a sad thing we have to share with them that their, their pennies are worthless. I shoot video at home of my son, make family videos, and then kind of mash them up on a family YouTube. And it led me to this idea. And I know Wave Lake um, has like lightning music stuff, but you think about it, if you want to license a Taylor Swift song, you might have to pay $500,000, right? A Beatles song, a million. Well, what if there was a way where I could through YouTube, license a famous song, but I only pay for who watches it. So what's one impression of a Taylor Swift song worth? You know, what's right. one of, impression yeah. of a Beatles one worth? And I yeah. can deposit that money and be able to use it on there without them ripping my video down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that could be really compelling because what this does is it really gives like new content creators, new movie makers, people to people a chance to use these, uh, you know, these songs or whatever yep. and just pay like per watch. And if their shit wow. goes viral and they make money on it, great. They pay that, that scaling fee upward. But yeah. I think that would be really cool. And that's just like an interesting thing you could do with intellectual property to give yep. kind of like lower level people a chance to really tell a better story and, and yeah. use it. And I think lightning empowers that. Um, and I know there's a lot of digital rights management stuff that Bitcoiners disagree with, you know, like all information should be free and open. So it kind of, it crosses into both, but I'm just speaking from my heart. Like whenever I made a video of my son, I wanted to use a popular song. I put it on there. Two days later, YouTube ripped it down. So I had to use like an unpopular song, you know? Right. When I was first uh, going down the rabbit hole, um, I heard this a while ago and I always thought it was a cool idea. And now the Lightning Network is so much like farther developed, but we're not here yet making like microtransactions, like instead of paywalls, maybe like reading a book. Like maybe you don't like you read 30 pages of a book and you don't want to continue it and you're just making very like just in satoshis like microtransactions and it costs you you know less than buying the full like 20 dollars book or whatever yeah. um and so like microtransactions in satoshis on the lightning network for like like doing things online getting access to things which ultimately it, that could also be like uh, dystopian if you have to pay for everything on the internet but just in certain situations like like reading an article or reading a book where it's just like literally like a cent and um, or maybe even like stopping spam in that way if you have to pay, pay a little little tiny tiny bit that's kind of something i think would be cool the lightning network implementing getting implemented into browsers i'm very excited to see um, what impervious brings to market next in april when they announce it at bitcoin 2022 but yeah like in like not having a clunky extension 
as your Bitcoin wallet on a browser and instead just having a native wallet in the browser where you can connect your node um, and just like basically set thresholds. Like I'm willing to spend X amount of sats on this site, Y on this site and like set allowances and just have that happen automatically to increase the um, user experience of spending Bitcoin in the browser is something I'm looking for as well. I would really like to see a, a rollout of more Bitcoin through NFC transactions. Uh, I would love to be able to like pay for my Oshi meals by just like scanning the microchip in my hand on like a on a tablet at the bar. That would be pretty sweet. I guess this deserves some clarification up front. This is mm -hmm. going to be a controversial statement. Remember, I'm a military officer. And I'm trying to make sure that our country understands the national strategic security implications of this technology, believing in my brain that this is the future of property defense for all nations for hundreds of years. And so the service that I wish would happen is that the United States Strategic Command, a combatant command, would form a combined hash force component command whose sole job it would be to defend all American hashing companies or the American hashing industry. And maybe you even make that a multinational uh, uh, component command where we actually pair with our 5i partners or whoever to make sure that you know, we are defending our hash industry against cyber attacks or even kinetic attacks, or if someone tries to go after their power infrastructure or their internet infrastructure. I think the idea of life insurance paid out in Bitcoin is another interesting one, because when I think about, hey, this life insurance, this term policy that I have on myself is worth a million dollars. I have a million dollar term policy on myself. Well, shoot, what's a million dollars going to buy? You know, my, my kids in the future, not a lot, right? So it'd be great to be able to see completely backed life insurance with Bitcoin paid out? Bitcoin payments from an annuity. Um, annuities are insurance company contracts that you can enter into. You can do a fixed or you can do a variable. Fixed is going to pay you a fixed percentage, 2%, give or take. Rates suck. Uh, variable, on the other hand, you can actually invest in what are called sub-accounts, which is ba basically mutual funds. And that growth is tax-deferred. And um, what you can do, what makes variable and fixed annuities um, interesting is you can sort of enable different bells and whistles on these annuities that are guarantees from an insurance company. So the one I want to talk about today is, a income, is an income rider on these annuities. And some of these income riders will pay you income as the owner to the day you die. Even if you have $0 left in that account, it'll pay you until the day you die. If you die and you have assets in the account, just goes to your beneficiaries, easy peasy. What I would love to see is a variable annuity or fixed annuity that can pay out a portion of cash and a portion of Bitcoin. Um, I don't think it's going to be that easy right off the bat because you put cash into it. I think they're going to have to pay you cash out, but maybe they can team up with Strike or something like that. I'm not a strike user. Shame on me. I don't know exactly how it works, but from my understanding, they can pretty much just like auto convert that cash to Bitcoin. So as, as I deal with retirees, especially in small town, Missouri, you know, small town USA, these people go to their graves without touching their annuities. They just don't need it. And so it goes to their beneficiaries. Why not instead be able to get a portion of that payment 
uh, and actually start taking payments uh, from the annuity. Get some of it in cash so you can pay your bills with. You can go on vacation, all that fun stuff. Get some of it in Bitcoin that gets sent directly to your wallet, your multi-sig wallet, your hardware, your hardware wallet, whatever it is. And that is your new savings for your beneficiaries, especially if you're focused on passing these assets on. That way you're getting taxed on the um, on the payment so that your beneficiary doesn't have to pay that tax when you pass away. And it's going into an asset that's awesome and appreciates as much as it does in Bitcoin. So that is a product that I would love to see. I think that that that's such like a a beginner's way for people to get their feet wet. It just makes so much sense. But, you know, the way the traditional finance world works, probably a long way off. Securities. I think that the stock market shouldn't be traded on paper anymore. It should immediately move over onto the crypto universe, if you will, on a ledger format that is tradable 24-7 all around the globe. And we get rid of the middlemen and women, whether or not that can be done on Bitcoin network again. I'm going to leave that to the audience or someone to hopefully Mm -hmm. answer for me. Mm -hmm. But that would be it. Love it, dude. You know, we're at this point where like we have we don't really have bare assets for stocks or securities anymore. But you know, we can imagine we could get there at some point. But in the meantime, what do we do? And so one idea is it would be possible to make a platform that does verifications of stock ownership in the same way that uh Yodley or um what's the other one? The the ones where they take your password and they log into your bank account to do your authentication. Um mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Yodley was one of them, and there were a few others. Um, doing that with stock portfolios would be able to have a, a, some platform sign off and say, "Hey, you own these five stocks, and you know can, you can kind of convert it to it's not quite bearer, but you can still like display them or uh, do other operations based off of that data." And I, I think that that would be an interesting project to try. Oh man, I uh, I've been waiting for, and this is I think a little bit more nuanced at the B two B level, but shareholder registries—they're called capitalization tables. Um, any of you that own equities and get paid out dividends, and you're a shareholder, and you get all these communications of, hey, we're having a shareholder meeting, and you're invited to attend, and since you're a vote uh, a shareholder, you can cast your vote. Uh, and then there's these proxy statements and these complicated forms. Well, I I'm willing to bet that no one on this line is actually ever casted a vote or attended a meeting. I know I haven't, and I'm a finance nerd. Well, what will blockchain do to shareholder registries where now you are able to be able to cast votes instantaneously from your phone, receive dividends in tokens without any paperwork. And it's all there on the blockchain in the smart contract. You can go to registry and see, oh yeah, Apple as an entity, here is my individual wallet ID that owns this percent. And it's all there and trustless and intermediaryless. I think that is going to be a product that wins big at some level. And I'm excited to, uh, to take part in that. If we're talking specifically on the vein of real estate, I would love to see the entire world of uh, title uh, be moved over to a ledger where I don't have to hire some third-party company to run this due diligence for me um, and go down to the super old-school paper titling down at the municipality and determine whether or not somebody else has owned this at some point in time. And that creates a whole new slew of ability to fractionalize the ownership of a piece of real estate, which I know a lot of people already kind of thinking and talking about this. The hardest part is just going to be able to get past the ancient process that is, you know, how the government currently does titling and how it's different at every single municipality. 
Yeah, so I want, uh, and maybe we'll help try and build, or if someone wants to build this, I would um, be happy to help, um, a bank, a neobank. Um, I would call it, if I was doing it, I would call it the sovereign bank because it's a bank for sovereigns. But um, um, a bank, coming back to our idea of not having to trust anyone, imagine you had a middleware layer, right? So you had like this this, this neobank, like a mobile application, and you had an ACH number or an IBAN number. You had the ability to get your... Um, friends to send money there. You could use it with Cash App. You could get, you know, your salary paid there. You, but once the funds hit, right, they don't stay there. They immediately get converted into a Bitcoin-backed stablecoin, and now they are only in your custody. You no longer have the bank as your master. You have the bank as the minimal middleman that is required just to interact. And and you know, I don't see that again. I don't see that as an end game in any way. I see it as a middle game. Uh, and, and I think we are solidly starting to get into the middle game now. So I saw this on Twitter today. This is probably just because it's off the top of my head. I saw someone that had Bitcoin that they could buy in their credit union. Uh, so they, they literally had it on there from NYDIG. It's NYDIG. Uh, it works with NYDIG and they could buy it right in their bank account. I don't know if I really want that uh, for me personally, but I think that would be hugely beneficial to a lot of people that maybe don't want to hold their own keys or don't trust it. And maybe that's because I worked at the bank too for a long time. And I know that some people, no matter how good the deal is, they just don't care unless it's easy for them. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of people will gain access to cryptocurrencies through that. I'm excited for that. I can't wait until I see that when I log into my bank and I can just mm-hmm. see that everyone can buy it with it in a couple of clicks. Like I really, really love uh, the, the KYC minimized uh, Bitcoin vouchers and they're just not accessible enough still. So I think big, like Bitcoin is the killer product. It's about getting Bitcoin to me in on my terms. And I feel I, I found a sweet spot with the Bitcoin vouchers but they're just not accessible. They're really not. Like it's so way easier to buy Bitcoin elsewhere. And I just want Bitcoin vouchers everywhere. I want everyone to be able to buy a Bitcoin voucher, redeem that voucher on a, on a phone that they control. Uh, and, you know, Bitcoin for everyone with cash for, for the unbanked, for the bank. One thing that kills me is seeing new people come into the space and not necessarily knowing or being capable of custodying their Bitcoin for themselves. Appreciating the full full properties of self-sovereign finance. Um, you know, most people buy Bitcoin and it sits on an exchange, something like, you know, there's hardware wallets out there that I think are tremendous tools, but to some people, they, it's just not all the way there for them to, maybe, maybe they can figure out how to use it, but you know, use it properly. So what I'm always interested in is some type of custody solution that allows the common less technically inclined person to realize that sovereign property of Bitcoin without being at risk of hacked or losing a seed phrase or, or something like that. Um, so I, I, I don't know what that looks like. Something very consumer friendly, which is often you know, at odds with the concept of, of self-sovereignty, but something consumer friendly that gives people that property. And I don't know how that works. I don't know how that looks, but that's what I would love to see. I would love to orange pill someone and tell them, this is the way you should hold your Bitcoin. It's going to be easy. Trust me. Mm-hmm. For me, like, let me just preface by saying, like, I can honestly say Bitcoin does exactly what I needed to do now, meaning 
the main reason I use Bitcoin as store of value yeah. savings. And uh, like I know means of transaction, I obviously use it sometimes. But for me, the main use case for me is store value. Like I'm not trying to spend my Bitcoin that much. I'm trying to get rid of my dirty fiat. I'm trying to accumulate more Bitcoin. But I guess one thing I would improve is just with the ledgers or the wallets I use every day, it would be great to get better UI UX. Yeah. Um, where it's just I can I can easily figure it out, but you know, for my friends and stuff. Yep. Just something that's closer to what we use every day. Yeah. So it's, you know, easier to share with the masses. My biggest problem with Bitcoin and with the rest of crypto, honestly, is um, user experience onboarding. So how can we make Bitcoin still like sovereign? but in a way that doesn't require someone to have to like do this process of writing down their seed phrase and like never losing this piece of paper, which is a really outdated practice, right? It's like the social security number practice. It's like, here's a piece of paper that's not laminated. Um, you just have to keep this forever or else like, or else bad stuff happens. You lose your entire net worth, your entire identity. <laughs> like that's a horrible system. And it's like, how can we solve that system in a way that's like both trustless, uh, retains sovereignty and also, um, you know, is, doesn't, doesn't force new onboarders to have to go through this lengthy process. That's not really secure because it's like, you have to trust yourself to be able to um, have all this security. And a lot of times it's like, I, even during like my cold storage setup, like I forget my passphrase or like my past code all the time. And I've reset so many of my wallets so many times just because I've forgotten like the simple code to access those. And so it's like, what happens when someone who is unversed in um, crypto, you know, like loses their seed that they don't like, like deem as like super duper important, or it's just like on a piece of paper and like, or in order to actually secure this, you need to go through all these steps of getting a, like a safety deposit box somewhere, which is a, a lot of like extra steps that people mm -hmm. don't need to do. And so it's like, why why wouldn't i just keep my money in a bank account then like it's very un, like i'm i'm not really a risky person so the bank account would probably never like shut me down so maybe it's like until we make like sovereign uh bitcoin crypto practices easier than custodial finance practices uh we will never get in uh like the mass onboarding to crypto I know it exists or it will exist shortly. Uh, I think Bitcoin has a, I don't want to say marketing problem. It has a user interface, like use case problem. So I want to be the 60 year old, 70 year old boomer who just got an iPhone and I know exactly what every single button does. I want it to be like idiot proof, right? I don't care about, I'm not sitting, uh, I'm not sitting here reading Inventing Bitcoin by Jan Pritzker or the Bitcoin Standard by Safety Namus or the Bullish Case for Bitcoin by Vijay Boyapati. I want to be the idiot that doesn't know anything about Rothbard, Murray, uh, you know, Mises, Austrian economics. I want to know sats go here, Brian gets sats, you know, like literally yep. I want it to be as dumb as possible. Um, so I guess this is a long winded way of saying um, Bitcoin needs to improve marketing and it needs to improve, uh, improve like everyday user use case usability. For me personally, um, I use BTC pay as like a, kind of like a finance tool, a banking tool where I label all my transactions, you know, what was the purpose? 
it it's like all the balances and different wallets, which is kind of an underrated feature. I don't think people really use, um, you know, different stores are just essentially different bank accounts. I don't think people really like are aware of that, but, um, you know, it's just something that I started doing. So I've been using BTC pay for so long. Um, but I do think it would be cool to have some kind of, um, ability to just like have a personal finance tool. Like I can open my phone and see like, um, you know, there's different lightning wallets or different on-chain wallets, of course, but they're, it's not the same of where you have like your main bank and you see all like everything you bought. So yeah, something around like, um, better management and better observability, you know, tracking your finances, like tracking, um, where like your funds are going. Honestly, super interesting that you use BTC pay server in that way. Um, and are trying to roll your own solution. For me, I think it's just that if there was like a super easy way for businesses to accept Bitcoin payment, I feel like that's still not quite there. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'd love to see like a two minute, you yep. know, setup mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Yep. I do a lot of stuff in like missions and things like mm -hmm. that is like how to help those people get uh, Bitcoin across the world and like mm -hmm. help set up payment and servers for them to do that. One of the things that's most important to public, what I view as the future of Bitcoin's public policy is the ability to involve small businesses. One of the, the biggest things you can do is have tons of small businesses signing on onto something, right? And so if we had some way to make sure that like, let's say, let's just take New York as an app, like all the businesses in New York City could now get rid of the 3% Visa MasterCard, yeah. right? Um, that's going to help us get rid of bit license, right? Yeah. You know, if, if you get all of those businesses, so I, I would say that mine would be similar, but more focused on the public policy side, like something that, you know, helps get those businesses on board, provides those small businesses with a way to get around the Visa MasterCard thing so that we can actually get people on board. And there are huge communities. I mean, the Orthodox Jewish community in New York would love to get be a part of that. Um, the the uh, West African restaurant, East African restaurant owners in Harlem would love to be a part of that. Harlem Bitcoin community, we've had a lot of conversations. So, if we could get small businesses access to payments with Bitcoin, like in a really effective, secure, fast way with Lightning, then I think it would be perfect. Love it. I stamp all that also. POS integrations. Um, would be nice. Uh, you know, businesses do manage their inventory. And while let's say someone pays in Bitcoin, they can basically just chalk that up to a cash transaction. But then later, maybe they would have to go and like kind of reconcile that and see, okay, how much Bitcoin do we get? Basically, whenever you close the register, you kind of have to take, okay, how much cash do we have? Count the drawers. How much, you know, credit card do we have? Okay, add it up. Is it all adding up? Boom, distribute the tips. Well, now it's like, how much cash do we have? Okay, how much digital peer to peer cash? Do we have Bitcoin? Okay, count that up. Credit cards. Like, so it adds an additional step. Being able to consolidate that and also keep track of inventory in that way would be super nice. Um, we try to make that pretty easy with the OSHI app in terms of just like you just buy the voucher, you show it. The business can then just like, okay, yeah, cash transaction. They can then reconcile that later. I think, uh, I mean, obviously I want to see the other uh, half of the circle in the circular economy, right? So things that uh, allow people to, to earn and get paid in Bitcoin. Uh, there are a lot of good services, you know, uh, Stackwork is uh, one of my personal favorites. Um, I'm waiting for someone to build a good Upwork. Um, and there's been uh, a lot of those. 
people have tried. Uh, none that has really uh, taken off well enough, uh, probably because you know there's a lot of UX stuff. I think it's complex to build the, the entirety of Upwork. It's very easy to build a quick and dirty, uh, mm-hmm. simplistic thing, but uh, you know eventually, um, I think things like that uh, would be very useful. At the same time, uh, you know these companies. Uh, I don't know if they need to be you know Bitcoin specific because. Uh, not all work is about Bitcoin. You know, sometimes you just want to hire a graphic designer to, to make a graphic design and, and they're going to be in, on uh, platforms where graphic designers hang out, so, you, you know, and uh, it's not always the case that you need a Bitcoin graphic designer. Maybe you just need a graphic designer. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, figuring out how to get these services, um, the ones that exist, uh, to start using Bitcoin or I guess uh, uh, Bitcoiners building things. Uh, yep. that also support Bitcoin, but not only. Uh, I think those things are uh, important for uh, for bridging the gaps. An accounting service, basically QuickBooks extension or something that lets you somehow co-mingle Bitcoin and USD assets. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be great if we could click a button and switch the denomination from USD to Bitcoin yep. or have a separate business line basically that's denominated in Bitcoin yep. and one that's denominated in USD, you can kind of flip back and yep. forth. That would be fantastic. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. You're not the first person that's answered that. Yeah. yeah. No, that is that is one of the biggest time sucks in my day to day is mm-hmm. like doing all the Bitcoin stuff manually. Yep. Something that has to do with accounting and being able to handle um, you know, for example, we paid um, the carolers from, you know, the Christmas party in Bitcoin. But I had to do that from my personal account to be able to send it to them. And then I had to send a fiat invoice to my company because there's no software that handles, um, you know, expenses and accounting in Bitcoin right now. There's no easy way for large companies to be able to track that. And I think that would honestly lead to adoption so fast because companies would then be able to say, oh yeah, I have this way to be able to account for this. Like, easy done i could pay you in bitcoin or i can easily um you know file this report especially if you're a publicly traded company when you have to be very transparent in where the money went and where why it went somewhere i think that's that's huge kind of thinking of it as an accountant one of the things that we don't have a ton of in bitcoin for good reason is kind of trust throughout the industry right where we're we're a group of people that say like i want to see everything verify it um, and so you have like, kind of, don't tell me about it, prove it. Um, and I think that's a good mentality to have, but like, how as we go along and mature as an industry, do we build, whether it's, it's tools or relationships to be able to say like, this person has been in the industry for a certain amount of time. They've been a good actor. How can we kind of build up that trust, especially as you're going to bring more and more new people in, right? You know, the bear market is like seeing, you know, companies do well, companies fail. So a lot of that happens over time. Um, but how do we kind of build that quicker? So there's fewer people that kind of get hurt by it um, without kind of over policing things and, and shutting off innovation. So I don't know what the answer is there, um, but kind of trying to build that trust would be really valuable, I think. Hey all, this is Brian. You can reach me on Twitter at Brain Harrington. Shoot me a DM with any feedback from today's episode. This has been a Choice App production. Bitcoin is becoming centric to personal finance, and we want to help you learn how to better engage with Bitcoin financial services. None of this is financial advice and is for education and entertainment only.